Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Winchester Radio, uh, the podcast of Winchester Brothers. Um, we have a very special guest tonight, so we're going to get to it in just a minute. Um, first, I'm just going to say, um, if you're not listening live, you can listen to us later on at blogtalkradio.com, Media Boulevard. You can uh, download us uh, through iTunes. You can always find the links to this podcast and the others on winchesterbrothers.com. Click on the Winchester Radio logo. You can go to our Facebook and our Twitter, uh, both our Winchester Bros. Um, we have a very special guest tonight, Mr. Jim Beaver. We're going to be talking about uh, the uh, very the amazing episode last night titled Death's Door. And uh, towards the end tonight, we're actually going to do something we don't usually do with having a guest on. We, we will take a few calls and some questions, but uh, not just yet. That number is 347-205-9801. And uh, welcome, Jim. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. What an amazing episode last night. Oh, yeah? What would you watch? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we took a chance on Supernatural. Oh, it's not bad. oh, yeah, Supernatural. Yeah, I heard of that. Um, yeah, I heard it was pretty good last night. Um, I um, Yeah, well, I'm I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me back again. Thank you. Um, can, you tell us, <laughs> can you tell us what, what you thought when you first got the script that said Bobby was getting shot in the head? Um, well, I didn't. I didn't get the script until a long time after I knew that. Um, ah. They, uh, um, I got one of those calls that actors hate to get. Um, uh- where where the where the assistant says um uh, uh i i have both your executive producers on the line um that's never a good sign um but um and they told me that uh um they had uh they had news that was going to sound bad but it wasn't going to be bad and um they told me a little bit of what they had in mind, and uh, and I basically, uh, you know, saw my kids' college education going down the drain. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, I I didn't see a script for a long time after that phone call, so I spent a lot of time wondering about what exactly was going to happen and how it was going to happen. But they kept telling me it was going to be good, and. Uh, They've never lied to me about that. So, um, um, I, you know, I, I faced it with a certain amount of nervousness. There's, uh, when you've done 45, 47, 48 episodes of a show, uh, you get nervous about anything that changes the status quo. Um, and at the same time, I'm, I'm always looking for something dramatically interesting and, and, uh, exciting. So, um, I was excited and I was scared at the same time, and uh, still am. <laughs> um, 
you probably can't answer this question, but the one we got tweeted the most was, are you going to live or die, and please don't die. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> if you're talking about Jim, I'm fairly certain I'm going to live. Uh, well, if, you're talking about, <laughs> if you're talking about Bobby, um, uh, I I don't I don't have I don't have an answer for you. Um, I um, you know the, the, their, uh, the powers that be are are very very secretive around this issue, and uh, um, I really can't uh, I really can't any can't answer any questions about about Bobby's future if there is one. I'm sorry, but, uh, well, but I can tell you I can tell you this if I answer. If I answer the question, I could guarantee that Bobby wouldn't have a future. Um, because my, produ- my producers would come kill me. So, uh, we want we want Bobby to live. Well, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Good, good for the college fund, among others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Trust me, I got a vested interest in it. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah. uh, I really can't. I really can't answer the question. Mm. It Just doesn't have to sort of bode well. It sort of doesn't bode well that both executive producers called to tell you about it. Usually, that's well, not the best sign ever. No, don't don't read too much into that. I mean, it, uh, you know, back at uh, the end of season. Oh, I've lost track. Season five. Um, is that the one where the guys fell into the pit? And um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, you know, Bobby got killed for about half a page there, and uh, mm-hmm. and they called up and told me, you know, hey, we wanted uh, to warn you before you see the script uh, that this is going to happen, but don't worry, on the next page you come back. So. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not that unusual that they called me to warn me. It's uh, they just don't you know they don't want their actors to get a script and read it and halfway through have a heart attack. Uh, So uh, uh, um, yeah, don't read don't read too much into that one way or the other. Um, (laughs) I'm a lot of help, aren't I? Well, it's okay, (laughs) but that's actually a, a little bit. Hopeful, and of course, on Supernatural, we've noticed nobody ever really dies, or, or yeah. quite a few characters you think are dead aren't. Like Rufus came back yeah. again. Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty safe show to work on. If, if this has happened, um, you know, last night on Grey's Anatomy, uh, I'd be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, Not necessarily, because sure. you brought Jeffrey Dean Morgan back, so. Apparently, you can come oh. back on a show nowadays. Well, you know, on one hand, it's 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 kind of a cheat to to mm-hmm. have a big dramatic farewell to somebody and then bring them right back. So, uh, um, but at the same time, that's the kind of show we're doing, where where the the, the rules of nature don't apply uh, all the time. So, anything can happen. And like I we said, got a lot, lot of help, aren't I? <laughs> we got a, a, a lot of backstory on Bobby's childhood. 
as an actor, had you already been privy to this background, or had you created a different background for Bobby? No, I didn't. I didn't know any of this. Uh, I mean, other than the stuff that the audience knows, you know, about about Bobby's wife being possessed and all that. Um, the things that were new to the audience last night were new to me too. Um, they hadn't uh, they hadn't shared any of this with me before. But I I kind of I look back at the last few episodes and there were there were hints that some of this was coming. Um when the Leviathan took over Bobby's body a couple episodes back, um uh he alluded to uh you know what Bobby's relationship with his father was like. And uh so I kind of when this when this script came out I I did I, I wasn't surprised by what they had. Um, I thought it was pretty dramatic, and uh, um, and it finally, after seven seasons, they had explained a lot about how Bobby came to be who he is. So that was kind of cool. You and Stephen Williams are so awesome together. Love, love, love Bobby and Rufus, and it was so great to see you guys again last night. Well, he's a hoot. Um, he's a he's a he's a funny guy. He's he's got uh, a lot of energy, and um, uh, he's he's got his own way of doing things. He's he's a unique individual, and uh, uh, we had a lot of fun together on this one. Um, you know, it's uh, everybody thinks of of us as some kind of grumpy old men team, but we've only done like two episodes before together and um, um, uh, so um, I'm still kind of getting to know him uh, on the occasions when we both end up working but uh, uh, yeah he's a good fellow and uh, um, I think I think he and Bobby make make good foils for each other I would definitely watch a spinoff of the Bobby and Rufus show that would be great (laughs) I might watch it too, you know. <laughs> Depends on who's in it. But, uh... Now was was it was there any parts of the episode like you had the you know all the dream parts in your head and then the hospital parts? What you know, which ones were harder just you know to film with having all the tubes and wires on you and or you know. All the emotional stuff. Well, I mean, there's nothing all that hard about lying in a bed. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, most of those tubes didn't actually go into me. So um, uh, uh, that made it easier. Um, yeah, you know, those days were kind of um, uh, uh, maybe tedious at times, and you kind of have to... Uh, lie there in the same spot and not move too much because they're uh even between shots, you know, they don't want they don't want things getting moved around too much. So um but, you know, there's nothing there was nothing hard about it. Um they didn't tell me up until the last second they were gonna cut my shirt off. And um I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, I could have gone to the gym for two or three days before this if I'd known. <laughs> but uh um, uh, fortunately, it wasn't too bad, but 
Um, the emotional stuff is, it's, it's, you know, if you love acting, it's really great stuff to play. Um, it's not easy. Um, some of, uh, uh, I, I went to, it seems like every time I end up doing a scene with Carrie Ann Fleming, who, who plays Bobby's wife, Karen, uh, that I end up going to some really dark places just to get to what those scenes seem to always require. And um, and emotionally, it's kind of hard, but it's also really great uh, as an actor to be able to um, to go to places like that. And, and uh, um, I always like to say, you know, most people don't get to make uh, something good out of, their bad experiences and um, actors often get to so um, uh, um, while it's it's certainly very strenuous to spend eight or nine hours straight in a day uh, feeling miserable and keeping yourself on the verge of tears um, because your body doesn't know it's not real um at the same time, uh, just the the joy of acting is is very very much fulfilled in that kind of stuff. So um, you can point to either aspect of it and say, well, there's hard things about it, but for the most part, it's just it's just a it's a kick, you know. Uh, even the hard stuff is fun, and um, that's why I always say it beats working. So. I don't know if that answers your question, but Carrie Ann Fleming, who plays Karen, your wife, she is really, really great. I always love seeing you know, she's been on this is what her third because she played a nurse in a second series up second season episode, right? Right, I think so. Uh, I don't I don't even know if I ever saw that one. Uh, I I was introduced to her on uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. And uh, I think she's amazing. I'm just, uh, it's such a thrill to work with her. Um, we have a, we have a terrific chemistry together, I think, and, and, and uh, we really enjoy each other's presence and, and, and the working style. So um, I, um, yeah, I always sort of wish there was some way that, uh, um, she could get revived and, and she and Bobby get back together. But even on Supernatural, that's kind of a tough one to pull off. Um, so, um, but any chance I get to work with her, I'm going to jump at because she's really good. For such a like extremely emotional episode, uh was there any kind of antics that were done to break the tension on set, or did everybody pretty much stay somber throughout it? Oh, uh, I mean, there's always a lot of joking around on the set. Um, um, you know, Jared tried his toe-pulling thing again while I was in the hospital bed, and uh, um, <laughs> I um, he hurt me this time because I got... Uh, he's 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 a big strong boy, and and uh, I have very delicate little toes, and uh, 
Um, he twisted him really hard, but he still didn't break me. So, um, uh, but you know, we we um, there, there's not a lot of there's not nearly as much pranking that goes on on the set as as I think people think there is. But there's always a kind of uh, joking, humorous uh, atmosphere, and uh, uh, we're always having a good time. This episode, whenever there's a really deeply emotional episode, uh, everybody's pretty careful not to wreck that mood. And um, uh, but you know, I didn't uh, uh, I didn't have much I didn't have much work with with. Uh, uh, the boys in this one, uh, in the sense that uh, most of the time, even when they were in a scene with me, I was unconscious. So um, uh, we had comparatively little interaction, and there wasn't much chance for goofing around. Um, but you know, it was a fun set. It was a fun, a, a fun show. Even though it was, uh, I think everybody was a little uh, emotional about it. Uh, because uh, I, I know the, the cast and crew all like the character a lot, and, and um, anytime you're playing with these kinds of emotions, it, it does color the atmosphere on the set. But it never gets too dark. We we have we have a lot of fun. I believe it was last week. Um, Jim Michaels tweeted that you specifically picked out that hat. That, that Bobby would be wearing when he was shot. Was there a specific reason why you chose that hat? Because I don't believe Bobby had worn that hat before. No. Well, you know, Bobby's got a lot of new clothes since his house burned down. Uh, he's had to he's had to renew his wardrobe, and uh, uh, and you know when they say I specifically picked out that hat, it's not so much that I came in and said, this is the hat. This is the one. It was pretty much they they brought in three or four new hats and said, which one do you like? And I went, well, I don't know. The blue one's okay. Um, uh, the, the reason it was new was most of Bobby's hats, we only have like one uh, because they're kind of authentically old, beat-up hats. Uh, and uh, in this case, they needed several of the same hat uh, for doing different effects with. And they had, you know, they had to have one they could get blood on. They had to have one they could put a hole in. Uh, they had to have a couple that didn't have holes in them. Uh, and they all had to look identical. So they had gone out and bought some some new hats. But that fit in with the fact that Bobby uh, has pretty much a new wardrobe. So it wasn't so much, oh, this is the special hat. This is definitely the one. It was just kind of, you know, which one do you like? Oh, I don't know, that one. And that's the one we ended up using. So there uh, wasn't any real significance to it. And um, so at the end of the episode, you have the Reaper telling you that you're losing, oh, that Bobby's losing his memories. Mm-hmm. If Bobby were to live, because you can't say yes or no, but will there be, do you think that that would be a blank slate or, you know, something that you have to rebuild memories? Well, well. How how would you think it would have to work? My guess is no better than yours. Uh, 
um, you know, that's a that's a mystery for the writers to solve. And uh, um, I don't really have a uh, I don't have a good answer for it because they ain't paying me to write this stuff. Um, uh, I just uh, you know I come in and say it once they've once they've written it. Um, I think that's a a very interesting question, but I don't personally know the answer to it. So I'm a lot of help. <laughs> I guess it depends if this body manages to somehow come through it on his own or if he gets some kind of supernatural help like Crowley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, you know, that's the nature of the show. We could, uh, there could be some deus ex machina that comes in and just makes everything right. And, uh, um, I, I would presume that any, uh, supernatural force that could restore Bobby's physical health would restore the memories that went with it. Um, then again, you know, I, you know, the whole purpose of this, I think, is, uh, um, to, um, accelerate the, 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 the amount and power of obstacles that the characters face, uh, because that's really the, the 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 core of drama is how do characters you're interested in face obstacles, and uh, I think I think this season they really really wanted to start tearing resources away from Sam and Dean in particular, and uh, and have them you know not be able to rely so much on the things they've counted on for the last seven years. And um, so I would imagine that um, whatever the future holds, it's going to be uh, a case of the characters having to face more difficulties rather than having it made easy for them. So how that affects a possible return for Bobby, I I can't say. But uh, uh I don't think I don't think any I, my gut feeling is that nothing is going to happen to just erase all this. But who knows? <laughs> and uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, this is a more lighthearted question, but in the episode, Dean asked Bobby. Uh, who would be a, who would who would take all Chuck Norris or Jet Li? You as Jim Beaver, what's your answer? Um, well, my personal opinion is that John Wayne would wrap them both up in a pillowcase and drop them in the river. I love that <laughs> answer. <laughs> but then I'm old school, so um, yeah, that's. Um, um, that's 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 my answer. I love that answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, great um, answer. When Bobby was going through and saying his childhood memories, it you know it seemed like Bobby's childhood kitchen was actually the same kitchen that in Bobby's house. Do you know if it yeah. was if Bobby's house was that's the house he grew up in as well? 
Yeah, that's the uh, that's the impression I got, and I presume it's the impression they they wanted us to have. Um, it um, uh, because it, it it certainly was the same house in terms of what we were filming. Um, uh, it was strange to go to work and and uh, depending on what day or even what time of day the house would jump from. Uh, you know, the 1950s to the 1970s to the 1990s to the 2000s, depending on who was, which which time period we were dealing with. And um, the set decorating guys really had, uh, really had their hands full because we did a lot of switching back and forth. And, um, uh, and then, of course, there were times where we'd be in one room looking out into the other room and the other room would be in a different, totally different time period than the room we were in. So, um, yeah, they had, they had a lot of work on their hands, uh, shifting that house back and forth through the decades. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much of the opinion that, uh, uh, that was the house Bobby grew up in. And, um, it was, um, uh, the big surprise for me was finding out what Bobby's bedroom looked like. Um, that was a great bedroom. I don't know why we haven't spent more time up there. I also <laughs> don't understand why why if Bobby's got that kind of bedroom, everybody ends up sleeping on the couch at his house. Um, but, uh, of course, that was back when his wife was alive, so it's all probably jammed full of books and crates and things now. Mm. So... Um, but it was a pretty cool bedroom. It was really nice. Of course, when you got a girl like Carrie Ann sitting in it in a negligee, it gets even nicer. <laughs> I like the fun reference to Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> to what? Was- oh, to Farrah Fawcett, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kind of that kind of put a time stamp on it, didn't it? Uh, but it was, it was good for, to set the time for that scene. It, it did put a marker on it. I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're good at that stuff. And finding out that it was only three days before she became possessed, too. So that's pretty yeah. rough. Yeah. Well, you know, I think most of us can identify with. Uh, uh, the idea of. of hurting someone we love and then finding out it's too late to do anything to fix it. Um, and that's, uh, I think that really helped make the scene poignant. Um, I, um, I thought I, I, I have to say, I thought, uh, this was probably the best script, uh, I, I've worked on on the show. Um, uh, it, it was a very intricate and difficult, script to write, I think. It was certainly a difficult one to shoot. I know Bob Singer told me that he's been showrunner on seven or eight different series, and uh, he said that uh, the Supernatural was the hardest series he's ever worked on, and that directing this episode was the hardest episode he'd ever directed. Um, because it was just so complicated. And, you know, every time you go through a door, you're in a different place, and, and it's it's uh, disorienting and, and disconcerting. And uh, <clears throat> we all spent a lot of time 
turning to one another, going, "Okay, okay, what year is this? What what is this before or after that last thing?" And um, it's a little confusing, but I know from experience that writing that kind of thing is even harder than shooting it uh, because you've got to keep it all in your head. At least we could look at the set and know what time period we were in. So I was really, really pleased with the episode. It's definitely an amazing, amazing, beautiful episode. Mm-hmm. It's- yeah, I agree. I agree. I thought it was expertly created. And, um, and it was a lot of fun to play. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Beautifully acted by, by all of you. You and Jensen, Jared, Carrie, Edward Foy, everybody in it. We played it just this amazing. Yeah, I, I really like Henry, who played the Reaper. Um, he was. Uh, uh, he, he brought a he brought a really uh, really interesting combination of um, sort of frightfulness and uh, pity to what he was doing. And and uh, he walked a really interesting line between being a bad guy and being a good guy. Um, and uh, the ambiguity, I think, made made it a lot richer than if he had just been kind of all dark. Um, you know, he had kind of a dark attitude, but every once in a while it, his tone would shift a little and you would see that he was kind of he was kind of trying to make it easy on Bobby, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and I thought Henry did a really good job of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Who was the actor that played the that played the little Bobby version? Yeah. Oh, that's that's Colin McKechnie. He's uh, uh, he's he was a delight. His uh, uh, his dad's an actor. He's only done I think one other thing. Um, and uh, uh, I thought he came off really, really well on the show. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't look all that much like me when I was his age, but uh, that's because I was blonde when I was his age. But uh, um, but he he was um, he did a really nice job. He didn't have a whole lot to say, but he did a lot with his face that that I thought was really um, you know affecting and emotional. Mm-hmm. Good, good kid to work with. I like him. And you also had another child to work with. There was the the young actor that played uh, little Dean. Yeah, yeah. That was, he was he was kind of funny. He was a live wire. He uh, um, he didn't. Um, uh, I don't think he'd ever thrown a baseball before, caught one before. Um, you know, he was he was he was very into hockey and. Uh, he, he wanted to know why we why we couldn't play hockey instead, and, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know we kind of uh, kind of made it clear to him that this is a scene about baseball, and uh, um, he put up with it, and uh, that was that was an interesting day because I don't know if you could tell, cause, but it was raining on us most of that most of that sequence. And, I can uh, see your breath. I can see your breath in the scene, so it must have been pretty cold. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a cold day. We shot that and the stuff in the church the same day. The church was right across the corner from the uh from where we were playing ball. And um and it was a really cold rainy day. 
and then and then by the time we got to the church we were we were pumping in our own rain uh to make it thicker but it was it was cold and wet that day but you know that's um, part of the deal especially when you're shooting in Canada mm-hmm. You do a lot of because you know you are LA based and you go up to the you go up to the show when you're needed. How much does that constant travel take its toll on you? Well, um, I don't know if it takes much of a toll on me in the sense that I mean I don't really I, I get a little tired of airport security, but. Um, um, you know, other than that, it's it's not a big deal. Uh, I uh, I hate being away from my daughter, um, but I like to work and uh, uh, and I like to know that I'm providing for my daughter. And uh, uh, and fortunately, well, this show has never required me to be gone too terribly long. Uh, sometimes longer than was comfortable, but not you know. Uh, not months on end. So I go up, I do two or three, and I come back home, and um, I get to have a beautiful reunion with my kid, and uh, we hang out a while, and then I go back and do a couple more. And it's uh, We've got kind of a routine now, but uh, I know that she would love for me to be home all the time, and I would too. Um, and, uh, and eventually, uh, sooner or later, that will come to pass right now we're um uh we're just uh we're doing what the job requires and uh but i don't have i like to travel if it weren't for my daughter i you could put me on the road 10 months out of the year uh, i really like it i like to, to go around different places i like to i like living in hotels i'm probably kind of weird that way but um it's um um it's enjoyable. It's an enjoyable kind of vagabond life, and um, I don't mind it, except when it keeps me keeps me away from my kid. And speaking of your daughter, you mentioned this was the first episode she's watched. Was that her choice to not be watching the show, or your choice to not have her watch the show? Well, you know, I'm not really sure. I've never told her she couldn't watch it. Uh, I just never. I, I'm not sure she was ever all that interested before. I mean, she's she's seen bits and pieces of it before, but um, uh, she's never asked me before if she could watch it. She asked me last night, and I said, "Yeah, I guess so." Um, uh, you know, she's old enough, smart enough to know it's not real, and uh, uh, that daddy doesn't actually have a bullet in his head, and. Um, um, and she knows the scary stuff isn't real. So um, I figured if she wanted to watch it, she could. Um, but from what she tells me and from what I recall, that's the first full episode of anything I've ever done that she's seen. So, that's uh, an interesting choice for a first <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, she was, when she was about three... I flipped on the TV one time, and one of my scenes from Deadwood was on, and I said, oh, Maddie, look at the TV. 
And she looked up and saw it and started screaming, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. So I don't know if she thought I was terrible or if it just <laughs> scared her to see me in two places at once or what. But uh, she never really she never really asked to see anything of mine since then. So um, I hope she liked it. Um, she 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 hasn't told she hasn't given me a bad review yet. So um, I guess I'm okay. And the beginning of this episode starts with a a form of a well, it's Bobby's memory from a scene from the previous episode, uh, from the week before. Um, mm-hmm. where you're out always hunting. Uh, how much experience do you have as a hunter? Is it all what you garnered from the show? Oh, I don't. I'm not a hunter. I don't. Uh, um, I don't. I don't. I'm not interested in killing anything that isn't trying to kill me. Um, I um, um, I think I went bird hunting once as a kid, but um, uh, you know, when I was about eleven, I got a BB gun, and the very first shot I fired, I killed a robin with it, and it broke my heart. And uh, um, and I buried it and had a little funeral and uh and I I decided okay I don't I don't I don't want to kill anything. So um uh yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not much of a I'm not much for hunting. Um uh-huh. you know, I I respect people who do it for food and uh and and all that, but it's not it's not for me. And um so all of that yeah, all of that uh, hunting prowess that Bobby has—that's all. That's just wonderful acting. <laughs> you <laughs> fake it well. You fake it well. At least it's acting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we shot that. We shot that stuff at the same time as we shot the previous episode scenes. So um, um, we had a little bit of overlap uh, there. That those scenes in the woods we shot at the same time we were shooting the ones in, in episode nine. And uh um it was um you know, that was a kind of a cool day. I mean I'm still enough kid at heart to tromp into the woods with a rifle act playing, you know, cowboys and Indians feels like fun. Um and uh um and we had a good time out there, at least until it got cold. Did this um out of all of the supernatural episodes you've been in, would this maybe be your favorite, or would you have a a different favorite episode? Well, um, yeah, I really liked this one. This had a lot of great stuff in it for me. Um, <clears throat> I still I still really love Weekend at Bobby's because it was it had great stuff for me too, and it was also uh, there was a lot of funny stuff in it, and got to play a little bit of comedy. And um, um, I still like uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid a lot. It's um, you know there there are several episodes that uh, uh, that stick with me, but probably uh, probably this one is is um, I don't know. It's probably the the best example of my work in terms of what I would show somebody who had never seen me do anything. 
excuse me. <coughs> are you still? We I know we mentioned it before the phone call, before the podcast started. Are you still got some of your sickness from this week happening there? Well, I've got uh, uh, I've got a little bit of a lingering cough, and uh, uh, I'm pretty well, except uh, I've got a sore mouth and nose. But uh, uh, when I um, I don't have really good for an actor, I, I I've got pretty terrible breath control, and I I get uh, um, if I talk too much, I get a raw throat and start coughing, but. Uh, it's because I don't really um, breathe correctly, but I'm kind of an old dog for teaching that trick to now. So, uh, but I'm yeah, I'm feeling a lot better from uh, this last week's illness. I was I was really sick with a cold for about ten days in Japan, and then uh, day after I got home from there, I got sick with this virus that I don't know what it was, but uh, it really knocked me for a loop. But I'm uh, I'm coming back pretty strong. I've lost a lot of weight from it, but that's probably a good thing. Uh, you mentioned Weekend at Bobby's a minute ago. That's definitely my favorite, favorite episode from that season. Um, between Weekend and Bobby's and, and this episode, which one was the hard, you know, hardest, heaviest for you to shoot? Um, well, just in terms of the physical endurance probably weekend at Bobby's because I had uh, um, I had a big scene I, I, I had a big fight scene with the uh, Okami that took two days to shoot and uh, <laughs> I went home pretty exhausted on those days and um, uh, it was a more physical episode than this one um, a lot of this episode was, was just standing around looking at things and uh uh I didn't have nearly as much running and jumping as as I do in some episodes. Um and I don't mind a little of that, but when um uh in an episode like Weekend of Bobby's where it's it's almost all me, um uh I, I was pretty tired by the time that one was over. I was pretty tired by the time this one was over too, but uh um, it was a little more emotionally draining than physically. Well, Weekend at Bobby's, you had a first-time director on that episode, too. Yeah, whatever happened to that guy? Uh, I don't know. He's okay. yeah. direct again. No. <laughs> he's, he, was, he was a good director. I, um, you know, wasn't much to look at, but he was... Uh, <laughs> um... No, he was uh, um, he was a delight to be directed by. Um, as well prepared as any director I've ever worked with, and uh, um, we got along great on it. He's you know, Jensen's a a really magnificent person, and uh, uh, he's very smart, very very good actor. Um, one of the best I've ever worked with, and uh, and he carries over he carries over from that into his directing because he's very smart about that too, and he he plans and prepares well, and that's really key to, to doing a good job. And 
I look forward to uh, whatever opportunities I might have in the future to be directed by him again because he's good at it. He did a great job. Yeah. We have a question okay. from from Twitter. Uh, is, you know, you agree that Bobby is still living in his childhood house. Does that mean that Bobby's dad is still buried behind the woodshed? That's what I figure. I think there's <laughs> um, there's a couple of questions that that opens up, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I figure the old man's still out behind the woodshed. You think Bobby may have went and like maybe salted and burned his bones when he learned about that, or? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Bobby's not one to let things like that slip through his fingers, and I can imagine that that's about the last person he'd want to see coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, um, you know, that would make an interesting episode. Indeed. Mm. Yeah. And did the did the writers or during the directing, did they give you any kind of acting cues as far as background to what happened to Bobby and his mother after little Bobby shot his father? No, they didn't say a word to me, and they left it up to my imagination. And, and uh, because it wasn't part of the show um, you know it, it it ran through my mind as a question but it wasn't something that I needed to know or needed to resolve in order to shoot what we had to shoot so uh, yeah I was I kind of wonder what happened to Bobby's mom as well uh, I'm presuming she kept her mouth shut because Bobby didn't end mm-hmm. up in jail uh, or kid jail or whatever. So, um, but again, you know, that'd be, that'd be an interesting story to explore. Mm. I thought it was interesting. She said to to little Bobby, "God is going to punish you." I wonder what kind of background she she had for that's like the first thing she said to him. Yeah, that was a little like Carrie's mother, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, you know, it's, um, uh, there's an, I think that, I think that that was a, a great setup for Bobby's line to the, to little Bobby that, uh, now's when you figure out that they almost never say thanks when you save them. Um, and, uh, but it also, I think really emphasizes how much guilt he's carried over the years. And um um and that he's he's um it's only with this sequence that maybe he was able to shed some of that guilt. So interesting mother, I'm not sure I'd wanna have one who was willing to say something like that. Yeah. Do you think Do you think Bobby ever told Sam and Dean anything about how his father treated him or anything? Well, I kind of doubt it. I kind of, other than just, you know, the, maybe the rough outlines, he probably said something about his father was a mean drunk or something. But, 
I doubt if it went any further than that. I imagine that's the kind of thing Bobby would keep pretty secret, pretty uh, pretty inside himself. But, um, yeah, I don't really know. One of my one of my favorite scenes, I think, from this episode, and it was just a small scene, was when we saw Bobby talking to John about, you know, taking Dean out to play ball. Do you think, you know, I personally, you know, think that Bobby was a great father for Sam and Dean. Do you think he thinks he was a great father to Sam and Dean? I think he, I think by the end of this episode he did. I think I think it took seeing his own childhood self in in the uh, in the light of his own father for him to understand just how good a father he had been himself to Sam and Dean, and uh, I think that's one of the things that's very rewarding about the episode is that uh, uh, maybe Bobby finally, at the last, gets a little sense of what a good man he is rather than uh, the mean old drunk he thinks of himself as. And I thought it's it really said a lot that Bobby's best memory, his favorite memory, was just of Sam and Dean acting like regular guys and not being hunters and how... He wanted Bob. He wanted Dean to throw the ball and not go shooting. And what when you first read that that was his favorite scene? What did you think? Of, you know, did you think that was fitting and perfect and as much as we thought it was? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think that that's that's. Uh, uh, I think when any of us thinks about <clears throat> our favorite moments with people we love. It's rarely big spectacular moments. It's usually, uh, um, you know, I, I I can think back about uh, my life with my dad, and and instantly one of my favorite moments that shows up is just uh, a memory of of him and me having lunch together when I was about seven, and uh, and my mom was uh, in the hospital having my his sister and it was just my dad and myself at lunch at a restaurant and I thought uh, this was the coolest thing ever well that wasn't anything special we just had lunch but I think that's the kind of memories that really mean something to people Uh, uh, just the small things where you know who you are to the other person and you know you recognize your own importance and they recognize their own importance to you and and it's uh um it, it's little things like that 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 make a life rather than big events um so yeah i think it made perfect sense for for that to be um you know just the best memory for bobby that uh uh sam and dean who he thinks of his sons being there and enjoying each other and being happy and nobody being worried or upset or fearful or caught up in the difficulties of the world, just enjoying life. And, 
yeah, when I read it, I thought, that's perfect. And um, was, was the um, see, where you said idiots as your final final word? I know some people said that. I thought it. I thought it was absolutely perfect. Some people said that they mm-hmm. thought he just should have said that he loved them or something. But I thought just saying, calling them idiots was absolutely perfect. You yeah, think, you, you, you think he wasn't saying he loved them? Exactly. You could, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you you did so good. You were such a great acting in that scene. You could see in your eyes that that's what you were saying. And like, yep. I mean, I'm I'm almost ready to cry just thinking about it. That's how good it was. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, the 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 <clears throat> sentimental appeal is to spell everything out. And and you know I'd have played that if that's what they had written. But I, when I turned the page and saw that line, I went, "This is perfect." Mm. And uh, because it it not only says that Bobby loves them, it says everything about their relationship. That Mm. that uh, he knows his position in relation to theirs, he knows that uh, they're sometimes goofy kids who need to be pulled up short. It also says that he uh, 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 that he sees past that, that, that it's, <clears throat> you know, you, it's, um, uh, you you gotta you gotta love somebody a lot to call them a name and get away with it. Uh and uh I just thought I I I saw the line on the page for the first time and I said, I wish I had written that. Uh because it it was just it just encapsulated their entire relationship in one word. Yeah, you it, you couldn't get any better. It was absolutely perfect. Nope. Nope. Yeah. So I love the boys loud and clear. Yeah. And, you know, I think <clears throat> they did a magnificent job of editing uh, the whole episode, but that sequence in particular, because you really saw that the boys got it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, that, they, that they understood what he was saying. And, um, yeah, I thought it was a beautiful scene. Well, Clarity, do you think it's time maybe we should um, take some calls? Uh, okay. Is that okay, Jim? Well, we've got some calls yeah, waiting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, we have... well, my voice holds out here. <laughs> um, well, just, just let us know if you need to need okay. to go um, or anything. Um, we, have a, we have a caller who's been hanging on about an hour. <laughs> so, Holy cow. Um, uh, yeah, it's uh, just just so they know, uh, area code eight oh eight. I'm going to put you on the air. Uh, Winchester Radio, caller eight oh eight. Go ahead. You there? 
Hello. Hello. Go ahead. You're on the air. Thank you for holding. Hello. I don't think they're going to talk. I think we need to move to the next one. Okay. Wow, only an hour and then not talking? <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Try and call back. Uh, who is our next? Second. Um, hello, Winchester Radio, DJ? Yes, hi. Hi, go ahead. Can you hear me okay? I hear you, I hear you, you okay. Oh, great. Hi, Jim. This is Donna uh, from Twitter. Yeah, hi. Hi, and I'm just, I tell you, that was one of the best shows I've seen you do, and um, your daughter just blesses my heart. I used to be a preschool teacher, and she just just blesses my heart every time I see her tweet about you. <laughs> and well, she asked if somebody would call <laughs> and ask about her um, her show she wrote for you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I still haven't read it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> And, of course, last night's events kind of upset the apple cart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, the plot she had in mind. But, um, uh, you know, she's written an awful lot of stuff. She's written about 80 short stories. And uh, uh, and uh, I liked some of her ideas for, for a Supernatural episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, she's, she's never let me read a whole story or... A whole script, so I I don't know exactly what's what's in it, and I don't know exactly what she's got planned now that uh, uh, things have taken this turn for Bobby. But um, it's uh, it's one of those lessons that writers have to learn that uh, you can have a really great idea and have no place to put it. So uh, <clears throat> um, my worry is that you're going to get uh, choose to not die and then you'll become a ghost and then you'll become a mad messed up ghost and they'll have to salt and burn you so that can't happen <laughs> well that'd be that'd be pretty awful yeah um, that can't happen that's not okay <laughs> i was thinking maybe you and john could find each other and somehow get together with Cass when he gets all better and Cass or crowley can bring you back <laughs> yeah well um I hope the writers are listening because uh, yeah. <laughs> some some tells me that they're 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 going to be very open to ideas. Good, good. Well, thank you for taking my call. I love you. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thanks for the kind words. I, Thanks, uh, girl. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, next call is. Um, there you go, 919, I'm going to put you on the air. Hello, i radio. Are you there? No, nope, not there. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, area code 630, and the next number is 2, just so I don't give too much away. <laughs> Uh, hello, Winchester Radio. Hello. 
Dean and Sam wouldn't be all right. Like, the reverse trying to reassure him, no, they'll be all right, but Bobby has that voicemail. Oh, I don't think he believes it. Okay. That's the way I feel. I mean, he gave... He gave he gave Dean a pretty good talking to on that subject in the previous episode. So uh, uh, I think uh, I think he knows I think he knows the boards better than they know themselves. That's true. That's my that's my guess. Totally agree with you there, Jim. Mhm. Well, good. You must be brilliant. <laughs> oh, okay. By the way, random question, but can you please adopt me? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, this is like a great father. Like, just uh, you know, I'm 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 scrambling to prove that every day to the kid I got. I'm not sure I got to handle one more. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> for calling. All right, bye. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you. Bye. Uh, okay. Jojo, I'm going to put you on the air. Oops. Hello? 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 It's up the radio. Hello? Hello? Hi, who's this? Hello? 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 Hi. Hi. Is it me? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. You can? Yes. Do you have a question? Oh, okay. We're actually on. Okay. We weren't sure if it was us or not. Okay. We've been waiting for a while. Um, Jim, just first off, I love you so much. Me too. You're Oh, well, thank you. Like, seriously. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, <laughs> I was going to ask you, um, first thing, um, how do you think this is going to affect, like, Sam and Dean? Because, you know, they've lost everyone in the show, and now you, you were like their dad, you know? And so how do you think this is going to affect them? Um, well, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to affect them. It's going to hit them really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's, um, uh, it doesn't, you know, the the fact of the matter is when, uh, when you lose somebody important to you, it doesn't stop life from going on. Right. Uh, you still got to fix the sink that stopped up, and you still got to kill the leviathans. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, so, uh, I think they're going to find it very, very difficult, but I don't think they'll find it impossible. Right. Um, another thing is. Do you have any ideas on what you're going to do afterwards? Like, do you still want to, do you want to star in a movie soon? Or are you hoping for another TV show? What What's your plan? Well, uh, you know, I'm always, I'm always open for work. I'm, I, I, I like to work. And, right. uh, anything anybody wants me to do, uh, I'm up for. I've got, I've got some projects that are in the works, but, uh, you know, don't, don't take that to mean anything about supernatural because I've I've always been a freelancer uh, uh, all through the run of supernatural. That's that's 
you know, a lot of people ask why I'm still listed as a guest star. That's because I prefer to freelance right. and than to sign on as a contracted regular. Mm-hmm. So I've always done other jobs at the same time I was doing Supernatural. And uh, uh, and I'm going to continue to do that. So um, I've got a couple of, uh, like I say, I've got a couple of projects in the works that uh, um, will probably be happening soon. But uh, uh I'm uh, I'm always available if and when supernatural calls. All right. Well, I can't wait to see you and anything you're starting, of course. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay. Well. Thank you. Love you. Thanks for answering our call too. I love you too. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so happy. All right. Well, bye. <laughs> oh, bye. Thank you. <laughs> you know, that was a time you, in Jim. my life. It was a time in my life when I would have given everything I owned to have strange girls on the phone saying I love you. <laughs> and uh, and now you know now they're all eighty ninety years younger than I am, and um, <laughs> there's nothing I can do about it. But ah uh, well. Oh, oh uh, goodness. Well, <laughs> and that shouldn't stop you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and next caller is uh, Megan. Hello, Hello Winchester Radio. Hello. Hello. Hi. You have a question for Megan? Yeah, hi. I'm really excited to talk to you. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, cuz I cuz I really love you. Oh, well, thank you. Um, thank my you. question is that how do you think Sam and Dean will like react if Bobby dies? Well, um I don't know. Dean'll probably go out and get some cheeseburgers and <laughs> um uh no, I think they're going to – I think that they would find it a very, very difficult thing to deal with. But as I, as I told the last caller, I think they, they'll go ahead and deal with it because uh, uh, one of the lessons he taught them was that uh, you don't give up. Uh, you don't quit when things get hard. Yeah. And uh, I'm uh, – um, I'm hopeful that they will continue even against this adversity. Yeah. Who knows, you know. Maybe maybe they will drive off a cliff. I doubt it, though. (laughs) Well, actually, the last callers were actually my friends, but they're they're at a different house. Uh Uh-huh. And so we're just all excited to talk to you. Well, I I hope you got more exciting things going on in your life than that, but uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm glad you called. Um, well, thanks, and I really hope you guys win the People's Choice Awards. Well, that yeah. would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? I know. That would be very cool. You know, we're um, we're not uh, uh, we don't we don't always do real well on awards things. You know, the, a lot of the industry stuff doesn't pay terribly much attention to this kind of show, and. Uh, um, you know, my my executive producer told me when they when they had written this episode, he said, you know, uh, if we weren't on the CW, you'd probably win an Emmy for this. And <laughs> um, I don't know, I don't know if that's got any validity to it or not. But the fact is that uh, we we do very well when it's our fans who are voting, and uh, and that's 
probably more important than having the people in the industry voting for us. So, so thank you for the good wishes. Um. Well, thanks. Um. <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, and Kim Rhodes is also of the opinion that you should uh, you should be an Emmy contender for this. So, who? Kim Rhodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She well, the, you know. about that. So. Yeah, but she got you know she got to kiss me. She's all biased and everything. <laughs> we well, we 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 trust her judgment. Ah, okay. <laughs> Kim, Kim's Kim's so great. I I had so much fun working with her. I was so looking forward to some kind of relationship between Bobby and and Sheriff Mills. And uh, if that doesn't happen, and kind of looks like it isn't, uh, I'd be I, I'd be very very disappointed because uh, I can I can think of hardly anything better than getting paid to kiss Kim Rhodes. Um, with the possible exception of getting to do it for free, but uh, I think her husband would have something to say about that. <coughs> but she's a doll, and I think she's wonderful as as Jody Mills. And uh, I know that they're that they're that she's coming back uh, in an upcoming episode, mm-hmm. and uh, I hope they I hope they make a lot of use of her because she's terrific. Yeah, we love you too. <laughs> Yep. Hey, how you doing, Jim? Do you want to take another call or two, or sure, sure. You doing okay? Okay. Yeah. Uh, hello. Are you there? Sorry, much noise. That one was a little too hard to take. Hello? Can you guys hear me? It's the radio. Yep. Okay, hi. Um, oh, wow. I can't believe I actually got... This is Libby, and I can't believe I actually got through. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm listening to everyone just, like, confess their love, and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling so embarrassed because I kind of feel the same way because, like, you're one of my favorite actors, Jim, and I've been watching you long before I was a fan of Supernatural, and, and when I finally really? found out you were in Supernatural, I was just, oh, I was, like, dying. I'm actually fairly new to the fandom, but when I came in, it just, you know, it sucked me in. I just fell in love, and Bobby, oh, Bobby was kind of that father figure that I wanted in my life, so seeing him and watching him with the boys just, it was so emotional for me, because I don't have the best relationship with my dad. You know, kind of like the boys. Only my dad wasn't a drill sergeant, and we don't hunt demons. But uh, yeah. So it was just, you know, I didn't really have any questions for you. I was just really hoping I could get through and say that you put so much heart and soul into Bobby's character, and I was sobbing like a little baby on the couch next to my mom, who I, you know, I sucked her into the show, and. She's just like, I can't believe they made my little girl cry. I'm going to kill somebody. I'm like, Mom, I can't do this. <laughs> She's like, raised in hell, like, they made my daughter cry. I'm going to I'm gonna teach them a lesson. And I'm just like, Mom, I can't handle this right now. I'm crying. And I just, oh, I was, Bobby dying was so, so emotional for me. And I know it had a resounding effect 
on the entire fandom, and I think that's a, a tribute to how amazing you are as an actor and how much, like I said, heart and soul you put into Bobby. And it just astounds me that I was able to feel so much, you know, grief for, you know, a fictional character. And I, you know, I feel the same about Sam and Dean. can barely watch Swan Song without crying to this day. I've seen it a thousand times practically. But uh, yeah. I just wanted to, to call and let you know, just I'm a huge fan, and I really hope you get back out there and we see you on TV more because I always get a thrill seeing you on TV doing stuff outside of Supernatural. And we're really going to miss you if you don't come back. But well, thank you, Tim. You're amazing. That's an incredibly <laughs> gracious uh, comment, and and I'm 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 so proud. If anything I've done is able to. Uh, draw that kind of remark out of someone. I, I really appreciate it. That uh, I'm, I'm very flattered and honored, and, and uh, 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 it's it's my it's my determination to uh, spend as much time in front of cameras as I can. So uh, I'm hoping you'll see me all over the place, supernatural and or otherwise. And um, uh, but but thank you from the bottom bottom of my heart for that. That. That, that's a very touching thing to, to hear. You know, it's it's no problem, and I just I admire everything you guys do, how much you give to this fandom. That it's a family, and I'm a firm believer that Supernatural has become this huge family. And I mean, we fight like a family, that's for sure. And we also we're very supportive, and I know that we're going to miss you, yeah. but we're going to be supporting you through whatever else you do, and looking back at what you have done and. I can't wait to just pop in a new episode of Supernatural or an old one and just watch Bobby call him idiots and just <laughs> I'm gonna miss oh, that. Wow. I'm gonna we're all gonna miss that. We're all gonna miss you seeing you on our T V and we're gonna miss having Bobby around. But again, I just I'm flabbergasted at what you were able to do with this character and I'm very proud. Very proud to have known you and have spoken to you. I'm speaking to you, but I'm still my heart's racing. I'm having a little. Whew, might have a heart attack on the phone. I apologize for that. <laughs> well, I I prefer you didn't do that. But. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a sour note for the you know the little yeah. webcast. But uh, again, well, Jim, thanks. it was fantastic talking to you. Um, I hope you keep getting such a fantastic response from us, who are gonna keep our hearts and you know our fans crazy for you. So I'm gonna go now because I'm blabbering like an idiot. Um, again, y'all take care, and uh, thanks again for getting me through. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Not sure I can, anybody can follow that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, but that was great. That was really nice. Uh, okay. Uh, hello, Winchester Radio. Hello. Hello, go ahead. Hello? Hi, who's this? Am I, did I get through? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Jim. <laughs> this is Freckle. Freckle? Freckle, too? Yep. How are you? I'm good. I'm stalking you. Can you believe it? Anyway. <laughs> Feel free. Feel free, girl. I've I've been seeing a lot of girls have been running around screaming they wanted you to adopt them because you're such a great father. I on the uh, other hand marry you, so I just want to get that passed. What time can you be over? <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that episode really 
I admire you so much more as an actor because that literally brought me to tears and broke my remote. <laughs> I literally dropped the remote from my hand the second you said, those are my boys. I literally mm. dropped it and started crying. I was losing <laughs> I was losing going, oh. no, no. But my question is, if Bobby did leave the show, if this was truly his death, mm-hmm. do you think this is like one of? Do you think this is the best way for him to go? Because I honestly think this would be the best way for him to leave. Because he had like one last mission and one last thing to help Sam and Dean, and I don't think anything could surpass this, but I want to know what your thoughts are. Well, um, I uh, I can't talk much about what the future might hold, but uh, if it didn't hold anything else, I would feel, you know, artistically very satisfied with this episode uh, as, as a as a a final uh, goodbye to Bobby, because um, you know my. Uh, uh, my friend Tom Allard called last night and left a message uh, uh, um, re- referring back to uh, the end of my character on Deadwood. And he said, uh, what is it about you and Viking funerals? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> because I, uh, I've i been killed off on a couple of shows, but every time I, it happens, I get, I get this amazing episode out of it. So... Uh, um uh yeah this one wouldn't be a bad one to go out on. Um I'll I'll say one thing for the writers of this show every time I think well they'll never surpass this they turn around and do it. So uh you know if they decided to um uh um give Bobby a longer presence on the show and and wrap him up at some later date I wouldn't be surprised if they couldn't top this but uh at the same time, I don't know how they would do it because uh, this was this was good material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you amused so, by the reaction of the fans going crazy when this happened to Bobby? Well, a little. I mean, I'm I'm still I'm still coming to terms with the idea that uh, uh, anybody cares about me or the character. It's, oh. Um, I love you, Bobby. I mean, Tumblr has been going crazy, Jim. You have no idea. Yeah. I've never seen so many people curse up a storm at the very <laughs> idea that the Reaper was there. Yeah. People well, were dropping bombs and everything, death threats, everything. It was magical. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, uh, I, you know, I get that. I guess it helps balance up. I, I saw a couple people on some website. Saying, you know, it's about time they get rid of that old goat. But uh, uh, I suspect that that's uh, that's the minority opinion based on what I've been hearing. So, uh, you know, I feel I feel good about it. It feels very good to be appreciated to, to mm-hmm. have your character appreciated the way the audience uh, has taken to Bobby, and uh, and everybody's been so wonderful to me uh, personally that uh, uh, whether this goes on longer or not, uh, this is always going to be one of the richest experiences of my life. 
and uh, and the fans have uh, have uh, really been responsible for that. So uh, it's all, however it goes from here, it's all good. Well, yay. Thank you so much for taking my call, and I so love you so much right now. Well, I, I hope- adore you too. It was I, 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 I had a great time meeting you in in uh, New Orleans, and uh, 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 hope to cross paths again not. sometime. <laughs> uh, it was great meeting you too. I've never been present to a guy telling me I should be thinking of my boyfriend as I look at you. <laughs> totally do. I still do. I kind of sit there and go, I want him to be my boyfriend now. Still in the work. What <laughs> happened, Jim? You're gonna have to accept yeah. it. <laughs> well, you know, um, let's just put it this way: I ain't used to that. <laughs> so uh, I'm very, I'm very flattered, and um, uh, you know, you, you make me feel 87 again. <laughs> Age doesn't matter, Jim. <laughs> it doesn't. Well, I'm well, sorry. And I know I'm taking uh, minutes from all the other fangirls, but thank you so much for taking my call. I really hope you feel better, Jim. I know you're coughing a lot, and I just want to say you and your daughter are the most adorable thing I've ever seen on Twitter, and I look forward to every day to see what shenanigans she's putting you through. Oh, well, thank you, sweetie. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Thank you. I, I just wanted to mention real quick, uh, Jim Michaels just tweeted to you, Jim. He said he wanted to give a shout-out to Jumble Jim for his outstanding performance in last night's episode. Oh, well, it's always nice when the boss likes it. <laughs> yep. And um, uh, Jim Michaels is one of our uh, coterie of producers, and uh, he's... Um, He's the producer who's on site there at the studio in in Vancouver, and so he oversees um, a lot of our day-to-day operations on the set. And uh, he's a great guy. He and uh, uh, and Robert Singer have been uh, uh, colleagues for many, many years, and they go back to uh, um, well, they go back as far as the show I first met them on. uh, reasonable doubts um, and and midnight caller back in the early nineties and uh, um, you know I I came in and auditioned for an episode of Midnight Caller and that turned into a recurring role on Reasonable Doubts and then twenty years later it turned into Bobby Singer on Supernatural so I owe a lot to those guys and uh, Bob Singer in particular and uh, um, they've all treated me like uh, um, like I meant something to them, and that that really means a lot to me. So uh, I'm grateful to all those guys. Well, we're grateful to them too because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have Bobby, and we love you as Bobby. Well, thank you. I, you know, I, this is all very, very flattering and 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 uh, touching to me, I, and. Uh, uh, because as, as I've often said, I, I, I've been doing this for decades, and it's only in the last five or six years that anybody cared. And uh, uh, the supernatural fandom has, has, has really taken me into their hearts, and, and I uh, 
I can't tell you how uh, rewarding and encouraging that is. So, um, you know, many thanks to, to everybody out there who watches the show and uh, and enjoys it. Because, um, um, you know, it uh, uh, acting on television is not the same as acting on stage. You don't always get any response to what you did. Uh, and... Um, <clears throat> And the supernatural fans have been so uh, open and friendly and 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 uh, gracious to all of us on the show. So um, uh, thanks to all of you out there. Maybe that's a good place for me to end it. What's that? With a poignant note. What's that? With a poignant note. Yeah. Well, with a note of gratitude. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so very much, Jim, for coming on our show. It's been an awesome, awesome podcast. Yes, well, thank, thank you. you so thank much, you for Jim. having me. And, um, um, you know, any old time. I I enjoyed it, and uh, uh, there's nothing I love as much as, as meeting and talking to the fans and because uh, um, they've never been nothing but good to me. So, um uh, much love to all of you and, and all of the fans out there. Thank you so we much. Love, we, love, we love you, Jim, and we'll we'll be your fans on Supernatural and no ma- and whatever else you have you happen to go on to. We'll always be there for you. Well, yep, I'll try to you know, you once you're in the family, yep. <laughs> once you're in the family, you never get out of the Supernatural family, and hope to see you back as as Bobby sometime. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward to find out. Well, keep your fingers crossed. You never can tell. Mm-hmm. It's supernatural. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thanks so much for having me, and um, we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Oh, Matt, you like the podcast? Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, Matt. oh Maddie, we also <laughs> Okay, I sure will. Good night, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks very much, Jim. Good night. Bye. It was another. Okay. He's, just love him, love him, love him, love him. I know that was great. Just wonderful. Thank you again, Jim. Uh, thank you to everybody who called uh, with questions and lovely things to say about Jim and about Bobby. And uh, I'm sorry we didn't get to everyone. We're leaving a few calls there. I'm sorry, but uh, hopefully sometime we'll have Jim back on again. That'll be another chance. Um, I'm still. I'm still claiming him coming on as my birthday present. <laughs> I, think, I think you should. I think it's perfect. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, I got That's a mid-season so cool. finale that was really good, and Jim Beaver on the podcast, birthday made. We're good. Mm. Well, I wonder what your Sunday event pro- uh, present's going to be, because it's Friday and Saturday. I wonder how the weekend's going to go. Some, I don't know, it's kind of hard to top Jim Beaver, so right. Sunday, Sunday, has, Sunday has work cut out for it. Mhm. This is true. Um, um, while we're still live on the air, uh, while we're still live, we should mention everybody needs to be voting, voting, voting for People's Choice Awards. Go to um, yep. peopleschoice.com and vote for Supernatural for favorite drama and favorite sci-fi show. Because we've heard from you know. Jim Michaels and a few people. If they if they win, you know it's possible we'll get more seasons. 
So vote, vote, vote. we got to win. Yeah, and I I think you said this, or I think it was Cliff who said that, you know, if possible, if they can, if they win drama, the guys will go to the show, which would be really cool to see them at the award show accepting the award. The award actually gets televised, so it's And if you need any more incentives to vote for them, go to the CW Television YouTube account and watch their video. If that doesn't make you vote, nothing will. Oh, the video is so funny. (laughs) So funny. Yes, and watch all the way to the end. Don't uh, shut the video off before it's over. Let the guys say thanks and so long and head off into the sunset, sort of. Um, (laughs) You can also vote. uh, There's ways through Facebook. You can always find links on Winchester Bros on both Facebook and Twitter. And if you retweet votes, those count as votes as well. So there's Lots of ways to do it, and we can't stop. There's just a couple of days. When does voting stop? Tuesday? When yeah, is Tuesday? December 6th is the last day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know um, I tweeted that if you have an Android phone, there is a People's Choice Awards app. It doesn't have the sci-fi category, but it does have the drama category, so feel free to wear out your touchscreen voting with that. And if anybody can find one for an iPhone, please let us know because I have yet to find one for an iPhone. There, I, there's not an app, but it, there's a mobile version of mm-hmm. people you can go to on iPhone, and I've been voting through that. Yeah, the the app on the Android is really cool because it's just touch to vote, touch to vote, touch to vote. You can and you don't have to you don't have to sit through any category. You pick your category, go to it, touch, you're good. Awesome. Yeah. So, Go, go, go. It's what um, I do when I'm sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. As a, I'm watching TV, I'm voting. And, you know, I work on the computer, and it's like if there's some downtime during work, I'm over there voting. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, is there anything else? We still have our St. Jude fundraiser going. It'll mm-hmm. be going until baby Padalecki is born sometime in March, we believe. Uh, you can go to winchesterbros.com, and there are uh, links on the side to our page to uh, donate. Uh, goes, the money goes directly to St. Jude, and you also get the option to pay uh, the credit card fees when you donate, so they are not charged to the charity, so all your money that you want them to have goes to them. Uh, and that's, we've, uh, it's been over $15,000 raised so far and still going and thank you so much to everybody amazingly wonderful generous supernatural family uh, as always um, Jim Beaver was an amazing guest on this podcast if you want to go back and listen uh, you can go to uh, winchesterbros.com and click on the Winchester Radio logo uh, you can find us through blogtalkradio.com media boulevard you can go to our Facebook, Winchester Bros, and Twitter, Winchester Bros, and there are always links there to listen. We thank you so much for uh, not only listening to the podcast, but calling in with uh, good questions and lovely things to say for uh, Jim Beaver, and uh, we appreciate it very much. Is there anything else you guys want to mention? Uh, real quick, uh, more about the, the St. Jude fundraiser. Um, 
We're going to have we're going to have a card made with the names of all everybody who donates. <clears throat> Excuse me, everybody who donates. We're going to have a card made with all of the names in it, and we're going to give it um, give it to Jared at the Burbank um, Convention in March. That's going to really be a really big card. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it might be a booklet, a brochure of some kind, um, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be like billboard. You know, you have to buy a billboard in Burbank, but everybody's name on it. <laughs> um, no name left behind. Right. Definitely. Um, um, I think oh, I Ring Lady just tweeted, and I really like this comment. She said, if Bobby dies, he may end up in purgatory where he can fight the Leviathans from the inside. Sorry, Dick, here's your bib. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. That's wonderful. Um, we also want to mention, uh, of course, this was the mid-season finale that was on last night, Death's Door. We will be back um, with episodes in January, Friday night, January 6th. Uh, new episodes and Till then, at least we have the holidays to distract us from the fact there's no new Supernatural for the next month or so, the latest as we call it, but we will be back. And we should say ratings were good last night. We actually beat the show on NBC. Yep, we're doing good. So keep it up, everyone. Yep. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. We really, really appreciate it, and thanks to all those who called in. Mm-hmm. Yep, thank you so much. And again, big, big thank you to Jim Beaver for uh, stopping by. I'm glad he had a good time. We had a good time having him on, and thanks to you guys. Lots of great questions. Vinny uh, and Becky, of course. And I guess that's it. Right. Good night, everyone. Okay. Good night. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.